Muffin Films and Salad Fingers, Homestar Runner and Mondo Media, Adam Films and Metalocalypse, Happy Tree Friends and What the Hell is Flash Animation Anyway? Warning, not affiliated with Adobe. Welcome to Plug In Missing, the Flash Animation Flashback Podcast, where we watch the Flash Animations, Webtoons, and Shorts that we grew up watching in the halcyon days of yore, the early 2000s. I'm Paul Reberg, and with me is my co-host, John Ward. Alright, John, what are we listening to today? Today we're talking about the seventh episode of Large Bunny, the summative episode, Stuffing. As we always do now, we're going to start with a Wikipedia summary of this episode, unless you have any corrections from last week, John. No, I do not. However, this Wikipedia description looks about four times longer than every other one has been so far. <laughs> it's so much longer, but let's get through it anyway. Okay. This episode starts out with the three friends going into the woods. On their way, they see a sign that reads, Krusty Pines Phase 3 coming soon. Forest demolition starts tomorrow. The friends jump over the fence to warn Big Bunny. His home will be destroyed. Big Bunny then tells the story of a man who bought a jacket. The cashier told him to never put his hand in the left pocket, but one day the man did, and the pocket ate his hand. He returned later to return the jacket in anger and bought a sweater. The episode ends with Big Bunny saying he is moving on to plumper pastures, and the children. he asks the children to go with him. Susie refuses to go and waves to them. Goodbye, while telling him to eat lots of carrots. Stupid bunny. You're right, that was so much longer than any of the other descriptions, but at least and I think this one's accurate? I think it's accurate. It's also uh, weird that they describe the sweater, but then they don't actually deliver the punchline to the, like, if you could call it a joke, in that he also buys a single blue glove, or green glove. So, like, <laughs> it's it's accurate to the point of, of like, absurdity, like, like it's it's detailed to the point of absurdity, but not enough to actually give the punchline for the the story, I guess. It kind of makes me wonder if whoever's writing the Wikipedia summaries decided to take this last one really seriously. They're, like, they're really proud. <laughs> now, maybe it's not the Russians, but it's some, you know, 12-year-old who's really trying to document. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe this was sort of, like, written over. Like, whatever Russian code is now lost because it's been edited by mm. somebody who actually wanted to, you know, cared about this, but yeah. had very little experience editing or writing uh, a detailed summary because they ended up just writing the entire story. <laughs> well, speaking of the entire story, John, I think the important question we need to ask is, are these houses for executives or are the houses executives in this new executive housing complex? Uh, well, we do learn that everyone loves executive housing. Who doesn't? Uh, more than they love forests or bunnies. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that they are... I, I, I feel like I'm now wondering what the hell the word executive even means. Uh, I wonder <laughs> does if it it's, mean... it's like how they use the word luxury now. Uh, like yeah, everything's I luxury housing. I got you. But luxury is an actual word that describes that, where executive, I don't think actually describes, like, executive, doesn't that mean, like, decision making? Like, like. Yeah, I wonder if executive housing <laughs> just means freestanding. Like, everything oh, is freestanding. Gotcha. Okay, cool. That does make sense, because then you, the house would appear to be executive. Um, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe it's houses that you, get to have a choice over like details of uh or, or maybe it's how you know how you used to get a company car in the 90s and that's how you knew uh -huh. you really made it maybe oh. this is just company housing but that they're calling it executive like, housing that sounds like a living hell <laughs> oh yeah yeah like when you, when you leave work you should leave work <laughs> but yeah i i don't know like i i think i think you've i think you've 
opened a can of worms here, Paul. I don't think we can answer this question. Well, we don't, we don't need to right now. Instead, okay. we can approach the much simpler question of what kind of stuffing was Big Bunny making when the children showed up? I think, I don't, it looked like a salad with croutons in it, frankly. Uh but that would not be a very good stuffing. So I'm going to assume that maybe it had some cabbage in it or something like that. Uh, there's definitely like like bread crumbs or bread mm-hmm. bits, right? What was the green stuff? The green stuff, I think, could be cabbage. You could be right there. I think it's yeah. probably made with cat fat, though. Can we assume that's true? Yes. yes. Well, given, given like big bunny stuff well he's got the couch made of bread right so he has access to bread possibly Mm -hmm. he's finding different ways of fitting bread into his diet now that it's all gone uh and and gone stale Mm -hmm. so now he's just like got a giant loaf of bread gotta find something to do with these breadcrumbs and like maybe he's frying stuff with panko that he's made at home and so on and so forth but but i think so that makes sense the greens, I guess he could just pick whatever greens he wants in the forest. Maybe some uh, onion grass. Could you be. Know, get, some, get some smell in there. Good smell. Uh, can you eat onion grass? I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's like grass that... What smells like onions? What smells like onion. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, for all I know, it might be like a variety of onion. Is it just the but... top of like a wild green onion? It could be be i don't know but i mean so it's not it's not like it's not big like 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 if there is an onion under there it is a a tiny tiny little like pip Mm -hmm. uh because it's like it's tubular in the way that i guess onions are kind of tubular in the in the like the the shape of the leaf sort of is like i don't know paul i'm not the one with the environment background here i'm also i'm not the one inventing words like onion grass yeah, onion grass is totally a thing. We used to harvest it as a child and put it under the playground equipment in the way back. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. I probably did the <laughs> same thing. So we learn that they're going to demolish the forest. That's a very funny way to say they're going to cut down the forest. Yes, demolish the- forests, yeah. uh, which, which of course, nobody seems to have a problem with. They just seem to be concerned about this giant bunny that's like slowly working its way through the food chain in here. Even Big Bunny doesn't seem that concerned about the forest. As he puts it, he needs to move on to plumper pastures. Yeah, and everyone loves executive housing, so what's to argue with? (laughs) He's not even that upset. Uh, We do briefly see an offer from one of the kids, though, that they can move in, or that Big Bunny can move in with them. Was it Susie or the other one? It was, um, I want to say Lulu. It's not Lulu. (laughs) It's it's something like that. How have I forgot her name? Uh, Yeah, it's, it's the not Susie uh girl not Susie, not sam girl i really did like big bunny's response though which was just one word <laughs> delicious yeah, delicious he's just inside like her the roof of her house is like on his head as a hat and he's like there's about like what two meters of space uh, where you just see his face and he just says delicious delicious yeah it's like a it's a little family guy cut like a little, little visual gag we get yeah that's true um, we also see that he tries to distract them with another story and <laughs> tries the Turnip King story again. And Which, I'm glad the kids called him on his bullshit. They were like, no, yeah. Big Bunny. We heard that last week. It would be sort of the ultimate the ultimate Big Bunny episode if he just told another, like, inconsequential story. But he just told the same one he told, like, last episode. Would mm-hmm. be would be a good a good sort of end to Big Bunny as a series. 
Uh, but I'm glad that we got Jacket Man uh, as as like you know a little send off because I I, I kind of like this story. I I don't think I like it as much as Turnip King because I like like the Turnip King's bastard son. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, the Jacket Man is a little bit fun. So. <laughs> I do sort of wonder though. Um, I I kind of want us to do a moral for Jacket Man and, mm. and also the episode overall because okay, so Jacket Man buys a jacket. the The clerk uh, tells him never to put his hand in the left pocket. He does. The left pocket takes off his hand, and then he uh, returns the jacket for a sweater and a single green glove. Right. True. And so, and that's the story. <laughs> What does this have to do with anything? Like, usually there's at least it feels way less connected than any of the other stories, which I suppose does make it a perfect Big Bunny story, right? Yeah, I think there is a good parallel, though, between the story and the things that the kids are going through with Big Bunny. I mean, we Mm -hmm. see the cashier tell the man something completely fucking weird, which is never (laughs) use that pocket. And instead, he, he still buys it. He still goes on with his life in the same way that when a large bunny tells you to eat plenty of pork pies yeah you should probably notice that's fucking weird let me just get out of this whole situation let me just not hang out with this big bunny or use this weird jacket or ask why ask any question basically ask yeah. any question okay this actually has is might be the most relevant story that he's told so far then uh it, it might be what do you think the moral is though no, well, now I can't remove that from my brain, but I, I thought the moral was basically uh, obey what clerks and stores tell you, but uh, I think because I, I couldn't apply anything mm-hmm. else, but apparently I just wasn't looking deep enough, Paul. Here you bring like the 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 big brain, uh, what is it, the the that meme, the the big radiating brain meme. I'm not going to help you there because I think it's okay. Funny. That's fine. It's but, just a lot of, the comedy's in my struggle. Is that it? Uh, I, th- so, I think so. It is for me. I hope the audience agrees. Yes. Uh, so I do like, uh, I do like this story. I like the illustrations of it. It's like textured with like big black outlines around everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is his jacket made out of? I think it's knits. I think everything and everyone is some sort of knit material. See, it looked to me like a Cheeto texture, like like a jacket oh, made I hope of it's Cheetos. A Cheeto jacket. That sounds fun. Yeah, no, I I liked it, and I liked how it was like a repeating texture, but it wasn't a um, what is it? It wasn't. It was basically like poorly stitched together. Like they, it wasn't made to like look uh, seamless. It right. just had seams, and that just became sort of like you know those like uh, quilted jackets that they make. Hmm kind of look like that it was nice it was a good visual touch i think it, it was where big bunny gets the most artistic is during the stories i think i think i think you're right we see in the end that the kids are invited to go with big bunny to these plumper pastures and he pulls out mm-hmm. a little house for them to live in but john is it really a little house uh it is not a little house it is in fact a uh it looks like a longenberger basket uh which uh you know is probably a limited edition he probably is very proud of it and is going to use it as like, you know, like a family heirloom in the future. Uh, for, for those listeners not from vaguely Germanic parts <laughs> of the East Coast, that's also a picnic basket. Yes, a picnic basket. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, it's a lovely basket. Uh, it is huge and is able to fit at least three children. Yeah. 
And so, yeah, so they presumably, so Sam is in on it, like, immediately. Like, he's, he's like, trying to climb in before the bunny is even, like, put the basket down, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then not Susie, also totally in on it. Uh, Susie, however, is like, nah, <laughs> it's not a home. It's basically, like, that's not a house. Uh, Does she know it's a picnic basket, or has she I just gotten to the level know. of not house? I have. To, I don't know I have much. To admit, I have to admit, Paul. Like, if you weren't from where we're from, where picnic baskets are a thing, uh-huh. I, is culturally like, is picnic baskets are they an- anachronistic? Like, is that like, hmm. uh, like do has do other kids? I guess I should ask my students this at some time. Be like, what's a draw a picnic basket? No, no, don't Google it. Just draw a picnic basket from memory. Uh, yeah, so it's a it goes back to England, right? Yeah, it's an old school English thing. I don't know if modern kids know about picnics, though. Do people still picnic? Uh, I'm sure like even if they don't call them picnics, I'm sure they like, you know, put food in something and then bring it outside to eat it. Like, you know, parks kids are these days thing. are just drinking beer in parks. Is that really a picnic? <laughs> of course it is. A picnic's what you make of it, Paul, uh, as long as there's ants. And there's always ants. That's true. I mean, uh, well, there's also an interesting thread here now that I think about it with uh, with uh, salad fingers and picnics and big bunny and picnics and then also child death. <laughs> huh. uh, so really, I wonder what was happening, like what's in the water in the early 2000s that's giving us all this like picnic child murder? Like, is there some sort of like scary picnic stories that are going on? I don't I, know. I are picnics it's, it's... creepy? They're not so much creepy as they are boring. So I, th- you know, to a oh. kid, I mean. So I bet all of these people growing up were bored at picnics and just sort of had daydreams of what if everyone at this picnic got murdered? And that's gotcha. where these picnic yeah, we've all been there, right? From. <laughs> it's, it's a na- natural part of youth, right? Uh huh. Sure, sure, Paul. <laughs> okay. Uh. So. So I I think that was interesting. Like I I I like I like that this ends. Because this is how it ends. It ends with Big Bunny picking up not Susie and Sam mm-hmm. and leaving. And Susie says, "Don't you know? Eat lots of carrots, you stupid bunny." It's nice. It's a nice role reversal. She's telling him to eat some carrots instead of yeah. him telling them to eat lots of pork pies. Yeah, I think it's good. It, yeah, it's uh, you know, history's like poetry. It rhymes. You know. <laughs> Sure. All right, John. So this is a wrap on this episode, but also our whole season on Big Bunny. How do you feel in retrospect? I really enjoyed this series. I I think it was it was great because I've never seen any of these episodes. Uh, I thought I had. No, I might have seen the first and second episode, but I do not remember it very well. It was not part of like the milieu of of things that I watched 10,000 times to creep out my friends or something. I guess Big Bunny didn't start Mm -hmm. off with like. It's creepiest stuff, <laughs> so so it just didn't catch me. But uh, as an adult, I really enjoyed these episodes. I thought they were very charming. Uh, I liked the the way that Big Bunny talked. I, I think that there was a lot to really enjoy just watching these like short three minute episodes. Yeah. Um, and the little story, it was nice because you got sort of like the vignette, and then the story inside, and then another vignette, and then. Yeah, it was a good structure for a Flash animation, I think, as well. It's good structure. It holds up very well. It doesn't age poorly in the same way that 
some of um, Happy Tree Friends did, or even, yeah. even Muffin Films didn't hold up quite in the same way that these did. Muffin Films felt rougher. This feels more structured, and that might be, I don't know, like, I don't know if that's not taste accounting there. Like, uh, Muffin Films kind of feel like the garage band equivalent of Big Bunny, if that makes sense. Well, I think Amy did Muffin Films back when she was still in grad school, so I think it, it makes sense. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, John. Well, we've already assigned a moral to the story of Jacket Man. Can we assign a moral to this episode of Big Bunny overall? Yeah, I think the moral should be listen closer to the stories that Big Bunny tells you or else mm. you might be taken away in a picnic basket, presumably eaten in plumper pastures. I think that makes sense. Or is he moving to a like another housing complex that they're calling plumper pastures? Ooh, plumper pastures. Man, I'd buy a house in plumper pastures. I definitely would. Okay, I think the moral of this story is that kids are really, really dumb, but if they tell you about their special friend that lives in the woods or something like that, <laughs> don't assume it's an imaginary friend. Maybe yeah. it's a big bunny or some sort of serial murder squirrel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, some sort of woodland creature that has, uh, you know, malicious intent, <laughs> basically, is what you should assume it to be. As most of them do. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of Plug and Missing. If you liked what you heard, please review this. I almost said like, comment, and subscribe, Jesus Christ. Please leave a review on <laughs> iTunes, that sort of thing. It's a uh, Saturday, can... Paul. We're not used to recording on Saturdays anymore. That's uh, true. If you want to talk more about Flash Animation, or if you have strong feelings about what our next season should be on, you can add us on the various social media platforms at Plug and Missing, or email us at pluginmissingpod at gmail.com. You can also check out pluginmissing.com for information on upcoming live shows and that kind of thing. As always, this episode was co-hosted by John Ward and Paul Reberg, produced by John Ward, edited by me. Come back next week where we're going to ask you... Would you like to update Flash? It's actually two weeks. <laughs> we're glad you could join us for just a little bit discussing Flash animation and what the hell it is until next week. We hope you're well. Please give us five stars on iTunes. <laughs>